What's going on, everyone? This is Poppin' Champagne. I'm your host, Zach Perlutsky. And I'm your co-host, Jake Melnick. Welcome back, Jake. Again, the best fantasy sports podcast out there from two guys who care way too much about winning their own fantasy leagues and want to pass some of that wisdom on to you, the listeners and the faithful followers. Jake, it's been a while since we've we've chatted and a lot of stuff's happened in, in major leagues over, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Jake Berger for propelling some fantasy teams if they took our advice a couple of weeks ago. But outside of that, yeah, a lot's happened. I won two weeks ago. I lost another fantasy matchup last week. I'm like one in three while having the podcast. So I think I have been told there's a podcast curse. I don't know if I believe it or not, but as of right now, it's, it's kind of looking real. Yeah, well, luckily I played Sammy Rubin. Shout out to you, Sammy. Valiant effort, but still beat you. So went to another this week. So hopefully that that turns the tides for me. Don't give but Sammy I, any shout outs. No more. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting next few weeks. I know we were talking before hopping on here about kind of just all the injuries to star players that have happened, you know, this past week. Um, and I know you were rally, rattling off a list, and we don't want to make this podcast go three hours long. Um, but, I mean, if you just want to quickly run through some of the names of guys who either are on the IL for a long time or, or look like they're going to be heading there. Yeah. Um, Ozzy Albies, one of the guys who's going to lead our segment for this week. little prelude to that. But then Mookie ended up on the IL. Manny Machado is day-to-day. Harper's day-to-day. Jose Ramirez day-to-day. Yordano Alvarez, I think this morning, actually, it was looking like he was going to be a long-term on the I.L. The Astros backtracked on that. Boy Polanco's on the I.L., Tyler McGill on the I.L., Tyler O'Neill on the I.L. Um, I think this didn't happen last week, but Walker Bueller also on the I.L., Anthony Rendon on the I.L., Trey Mancini, Cattell Marte, just to name a few. So I assume anybody listening has at least one, if not more, of those players on their rosters at this point. Yeah. And I think for a few of those guys, they're not technically on the IL yet, but it's definitely the expectation that they're going to, that they're going to land there. And I mean, this is any fantasy sport, any sport, you know, injuries is, is a big part of it. Um, you know, what do they say? Your best abilities availability. Yeah. I mean, if you can play 162 games, that's definitely helps. Ask Byron Buxton. The Twins are just not playing him every day because he gets injured too much. That's your boy, though. You, he, you pick he, him every year in hopes that this is the year. Well, and maybe this one is of these the years year. it will be. He's not, he hasn't he's been good this year, though. Too. He hasn't landed on the IL this year. We're gonna knock on wood for that. So he's been good. I'll take it. So if you're listening at home, obviously Jake just riled off a lot of a lot of big stars that are either going to be down for months or, or, you know, probably going to be on a week to week basis. So we want to run through some guys. Uh, we're going to specifically focus on second base, Ozzy Albies on the 60 day IL out at least two months, fractured foot. And I watched this, the play that they're saying it happened on and so I weird. just can't figure it out. So yeah, I'll be totally honest. Yeah. And he's on my team, full disclosure. So not very happy about that. He one. like turned his foot weird. I don't even know how he did it, but I have never seen anything like that. Yeah, I yeah. I had him last year though, I so 
He did he's well been good this me. year. He, I, well, he's been like hot and cold this year. But anyway, so we're going to focus on Ozzy, um, and we're going to look at some some replacements. If you have Ozzy, if you have uh, you know another second baseman you're you're needing, uh, we're kind of kind of focus on that position today and give you some under the radar guys, uh, not owned in a lot of leagues. Who you know, obviously. I don't think any of these guys are going to become Ozzy Albies over the next two months, but you know, hopefully they'll, they'll help soften the blow a little bit. So Jake, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Um, one guy who technically I think is playing a lot of shortstop for the, the guardians, but Andres Jimenez also has second base eligibility in the ESPN leagues, 35% owned. Um, he does a lot of what Albies did just to a lesser extent. He just provides a little bit in every category. So I know Albies provides some power, speed, um, run production in the middle of that Braves lineup. Uh, Jimenez doesn't hit third in or fourth. I think Albies kind of moves around that Braves lineup, but Jimenez does hit in a lineup that has been above average this year. The Guardians have been a little bit of a surprise. So in terms of like RBI production, if you're looking for that out of your second base spot, uh, Jimenez has provided a little bit of that, and a little bit of power as well. I think he's got seven on the year. Albies, I know, had that in like the first week and a half of the season, I think, or in one of the first few weeks of the season, he went crazy. So again, he's not Ozzy Albies, and that's why he's only owned in 35% of leagues. But he does offer a little bit of, you know, five tool or five category production, so to speak. Yeah, and for my first guy, I'm going to go with somebody who you're not going to get the power. Um, you're not going to get you're not going to get Ozzy Albies. But what you do get out of this player is you get at bats and you get playing time. And I think that when you get uh, a big injury like Ozzy, you want guys who will be in the lineup five, six, you know, if they have seven games that week, they'll be in the lineup. So I'm going to go Cesar Hernandez currently on the Washington nationals. Obviously the nationals not doing, doing great this year. Um, but, but Cesar is firmly in that lineup. He's got almost 300 at bats already this year, which I believe is, leading you know second baseman under 50 percent owned at least to what i can see so he's in there almost every day he's got a, a solid place in that lineup 38 run scored so that's pretty good 17 solid. rbis does have you know a little bit of stolen base appeal only three but i mean could pop off a week get one or two doesn't have any home runs but again this is a player you know when you're talking about these stars that go down this late in the season you're you probably don't have the guys who, you know, showed out the first month they're, they're picked up. So you really got to scrap and, and claw and Cesar Hernandez is going to give you at bats, which is a stat that yeah. you need in fantasy. You, you, need, you need at bats. You need at bats. And I think the run, like you said, he's got like 38 runs. The run category and at least a category league is definitely under appreciated. Like you can definitely go after runs in this like you said, the guys who are getting a lot of at-bats are guys who will probably also be getting a lot of runs. It's not like a one-for-one. One. If a guy hits at the bottom of the lineup, obviously that's not going to help his run production too much. But a guy getting 300 bats at this point in the season probably going to continue that. We'll be looking to get some runs again for the foreseeable future. <clears throat> All right. Um, next guy on my list I had is 14% owned John Birdie of the Miami Marlins. So – little backstory on Mr. Birdie here. One, he, he doesn't, he didn't play a ton to start the year. Um, that was just due to the fact that they, they got Joey Wendell 
from the Rays in the offseason. And they also have Brian Anderson. So kind of the two infield positions that Birdie plays, I believe second base, and I think he might have third base eligibility as well, are kind of already taken to start the year. Both of those guys have gone down to injury. And I know we talked about guys who are a little more secure in their roles being something to look after. Um, Birdie offers a little bit of a unique perspective here. Although his role might not be as solid when those guys come back, John Birdie has stolen 18 bases this year. And I believe it's like, He's gotten 14 of those 18 in the last 20 days. So, and he hasn't been caught in the last 20 days. So if he keeps producing like that, they're going to try to find ways to keep him in the lineup. And um, speaking of a guy who's not Ozzy Albies, but could help your fantasy team in a way you didn't have before, stealing bases, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's hard to find guys who are stealing that many bases. John Birdie, only 14% owned, probably out there in a lot of leagues. Um, could win you a single category, which I know is not Ozzy Albies, but when you're losing a big star like that, always good to try to, to clean up where you can. Thanks for that pick, Jake. For my next player, I'm going to go to a team that has their own second baseman currently on the IL. So this player is getting some run. And even with the second baseman coming back, he's still probably going to get some run going over to the Milwaukee Brewers, Jace Peterson, Eligibility at first base, second base, third base, and the outfield. Six home runs, eight stolen bases, so another run or a base stealer. 733 OPS, but you're talking about Colton Wan. He's kind of the Brewers everyday second baseman. You got Luis Urias. You got Jace Peterson. So you got three guys for three spots. You got two healthy guys for three spots. So Peterson is pretty much seeing playing time on a very consistent basis. And I think even when Wong comes back, he's going to be getting playing time over, over a third or, or kind of platooning in the outfield. They're having some struggles with Kane. Um, I believe he just got sent down, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. McCutcheon's not having a great year. I mean, they got Yelich, but I think Peterson is, is going to get consistent playing time over the next few months, probably the rest of the season for the Brewers, obviously a team that's in contention. They are not in a great division. So they probably have an easier schedule compared to, to some other teams. But Jace Peterson, I think, is serviceable for not only second base, but if you have, you know, pick him up and you have another injury, he could definitely be a, a good plug and plug and play player in a different category or a different uh, position as well. Yeah, especially if you have multiple multiple guys on the list that we named early in the podcast uh, go down to injury. You know, he could be a guy to target for any one of those positions, like you said. So definitely always encourage the multi-positional eligibility guys, as we have always talked about. Um, next guy on my list, he is 9.5% owned in ESPN leagues, Ezekiel Duran. He was a prospect um, for the Rangers, and he was traded actually in the Joey Gallo deal last year, and he was in double A to start the year. So um not necessarily something you usually look for a guy starting in double a and then coming up almost to the big leagues right away. I think he even skipped triple a um, recent history does suggest that guys who do skip triple a or just call up straight from double a end up having pretty productive, at least initial stints. And I think a good way to look at that is Michael Harris on the Braves is doing that. Christopher Morrell and the Cubs also doing that before the league adjusts to them. These guys usually have tools that the teams believe in. So in his short time with the club, uh, he's had a couple of runs, stolen a couple of bases. He hit over 300 in 
I'd say it was like 200 at bats in double a. So he's kind of doing what he did in double a in the team, or at least the Rangers think he can do that in the big leagues. His K rate in double a was also below 20%. Just a guy who, if it clicks in the major leagues could be kind of similar to Ozzy in the sense that he provides a little bit of speed and a little bit of power. Um, obviously the Rangers aren't playing up to their potential this year, but they play in a great place to hit. They play in a little bit of a weaker AL West. So always a good thing when you're looking at hitters. Um, if their opponents aren't measuring up, just ask the Cardinals when they play the Pirates, Cubs, etc. I'm sure that Prue loves that. Or Zach. <clears throat> Durant's also third base eligible. So if you have like Machado, who's day-to-day right now, or if you had Anthony Rendon, you're relying on him, even though he was not having a great year. Another guy to, to kind of keep in mind for third base eligibility as well. I already kind of hate what I'm going to say next because it totally contradicts what I said five minutes ago. But I think if you're looking for a second baseman or you're just looking for power, I mean, I think you have to consider my old Cardinals boy. I got his jersey. Everybody's jersey I gets gets leaves my team, so it was writings on the wall. But Matt Carpenter over in New York had that weak stretch where he was – Red hot. Ungodly. Ungodly. He's already got six home runs. It's the most. I believe. I want to make sure I get this right. How many at bats he's had? Six home runs and 32 at bats. Now, I'm not a math major, but that's one home run every five point something. Three at bats, something crazy like that. It's elite. Obviously, it's tough with him because he is on a team that's just dominating this year and finding him at bats is not easy between LeMahieu, Torres. I mean, you got Stan, you got judge, you got all these guys. I mean, you would think that someone who hits six home runs in the first 32 at bats would get a lot of playing time, but he's had one start in the past week and he went over for it. So just keep him in mind. I'm not saying pick him up. I'm just saying if you could, he could have another week like that very easily. We also just saw a ton of injuries this week. What if the Yankees have like a string of two or three injuries on their infield? He can play multiple infield positions. Like that could be a thing. And he just gets a ton of at bats if yeah. that happens. And I quickly want to throw out a couple of other names. These are two guys that we've talked about in previous podcasts. I know you talked about Christopher Morrell. He is eligible at second base as well as the outfield. He's been, and I'm sure you can talk more about that, but he's been productive. Definitely. He's been, he's been good. Yeah. And then um, a guy I talked about a couple weeks ago, Brennan Donovan, you know, we talked about Tyler O'Neill going down. It looks like Donovan's going to continue to kind of begin some of that consistent playing time. It looks like, you know, him and Nolan Gorman are maybe splitting second base duties right now. Donovan could also play the outfield. So if O'Neill goes down, just throw Donovan out there, throw Gorman in there. You know, Gorman's been doing a lot of DHing lately because I believe Donovan's a little, little better defensively in the field. Uh, but those are two guys who we've talked about in the past who, if you haven't picked him up, those are another two guys who are second base eligible who, again, aren't going to be Ozzy Albies, aren't going to be these superstar players that you lose to injuries or lose for whatever reason, but guys that can can weather the blow and Donovan maybe help, has, you, help you. Yeah, Donovan's got like a 400 OBP in like the last three weeks or something like that, something crazy. 
people he's, are listening because I did. This is a own percentage went up 31 percent this past week so people are listening people are noticing yeah no it's people are listening to thanks to our 20 20 listeners for accounting for the 31 percent they're spreading the word don't don't underestimate the power of you know word of mouth zach can we talk for one more second about um this fantasy football league because it just doesn't die i honestly okay go for it i i guess do you um, you know who like Dave Portnoy is in in Barstool? Um, I'd hope so, but yeah, I do. So apparently, Stephen Che is like the new commissioner of this fantasy football. Not league. a good idea. And That's a bad Tommy Fam is is still like going at people on Twitter about this fantasy. He's like threatening to pull up texts and receipts. And well, shout out to Alex Bregman for for winning the league that year. Mm-hmm. Well, all I'm gonna say is this league will probably be some sort of reality TV show in the next 12 months. Like at this rate, they're just going for a Netflix deal. That's all I see. Why not? I mean, all access. I'll be honest. It's getting me hyped for fantasy football season. This is probably like the best ad. If this doesn't get you hyped for fantasy football, I don't know. Classic baseball trying to grow their game, but their biggest news story has been a football story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because it's true yeah hey it gets people talking about tommy fam so that's also a good thing i guess i would say most people probably didn't know who he was outside of the baseball world before this past couple of weeks yeah now everyone knows any anything else in baseball you're looking at um, obviously we're about to you know we're coming up on july done about Three months of the season, so we're we're getting there. Season's yeah. moving along at a nice I'd, pace here. I'd say like the Yankees probably running away with the East. NL Central is a dud. Love that. The Angels. Mike Trout was like red hot this past week after being like zero for twenty. Everyone freaked out, and his OPS is still above a thousand, which is always always Mike Trout. He always finds a way. But yeah. I think we're kind of in that lull of the baseball season where it's before the all-star break, before like the races really get going later in the year. So hard to keep active at this point, but this is where leagues are won. You pay more attention we're now. Lost. Yeah, that's what we're I'm saying. Lost. It's you kind of like you're on a four game four game losing streak and mm-hmm. it's over. Be out of it. Yeah, like me going one and three could be out of it. But we had a good start, so we're still in it. And our league's kind of I it's I think it's actually pretty like uh it's been more competitive. It's pretty it's pretty there's a lot of parity this year, I'd say. More there's so only than like the past. one or two teams who are doing like really bad. Wait until the trades start and then then it <laughs> then it'll happen. If anyone in our league's listening to this, all my players are on the block. You heard it here first, folks. All of Zach's players, even though he just beat Sammy last week, like one game out of the playoffs, he's just gonna give up. I think half a game out of the playoffs. You are. You're. Uh, you're a half game behind. I think my team at the moment. Obviously, the NBA is done now. Congrats to Golden State. Congrats to Steph, Clay, Draymond. Steph getting and your Wiggins showed out. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Steph I'm just happy that Boston lost. Sorry, Boston. But I think a lot of people are. I don't know. They put Boston. on a good. Uh, they put on a good U.S. Open though. Shout out to Boston for for putting on a good uh, golf tournament this past week. Shout out to fellow GBN alum Nick Hardy for being in the race on Sunday. He ended up shooting like two over on the tournament, but tied for 14th. GBN showing out. It's probably good for. I don't know if that qualifies you for the next year, but he's, he's definitely. Been, uh, he's been in it a couple times. I'm not sure how he qualified this year. I don't really keep tabs. I think he had to. He had to do a qualifying Monday qualifier events. Yeah, I believe. He shout out to Nick Hardy, ILL. Shout oh out to yeah, Thomas Peters. ILL. Thomas Peters. Yeah. There's uh, somebody else. I'm I'm gonna butcher his name, so I don't want to. I don't want to do okay. that to him and his family, but I believe he's a current senior at the in Champagne. So he also played this past week. So we're getting to the point where NBA is done. It looks like hockey could be done in three days. Hockey's going to be done in three days. I don't think Avalanche are going to lose another game. Shout out JT Confer, GBN alum. I think, I think tonight's. I mean, if they lose tonight, it's obviously. If Tampa loses tonight, it's over. It's over. It's already over. I don't think. I don't. I mean, Tampa went down two out of the Rangers and won four straight. And yeah, yes, I know that that's the Rangers different. are. I know that the Rangers are. Not the Avalanche. It was one of those situations where I think they, Lightning had time off. They came out cold against the Rangers. Then they got their legs back under them, started playing better. The Rangers, who had played a long series before that, started falling apart because they were tired. It's the complete opposite now. The Avalanche came out steaming hot, have their legs under them, had all that rest. I, I just don't see the same results here. Yeah, I bet. obviously the Avalanche, I believe, are a much better team than the Rangers. But, I mean, you know, great run for the Lightning if this is it. Three straight finals, Appearances. two cups. So. Awesome. We got anything else for this episode? Oh. Episode number four? Four? No, nothing else. Shout out to my co-owner, Alex Balkin, because he keeps saying that it's our team and not my team. Um, just letting him know that he's also appreciated as – an investor in the Mel Balk fantasy baseball team. Shout out to you, Alex Balkin, and shout out to you listening wherever you are around the country, around the world. We appreciate it. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, share this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're also on Twitter. Go give us a follow there. Go tweet at us. We're going to start, I believe, doing a mailbag in the next week or so. So we'll be tweeting out some questions, some topics that you guys would want us to talk about. Get your thoughts, trying to grow this thing into whatever it can be. So look forward to hearing from all of you next week. But until next time, I'm Zach Perlutsky. I'm Jake Melnick. Have a good week.